Chapter Ten of Half a Century by Jane Grey Swisshelm. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Kentucky Contempt for Labor, age twenty three and twenty four. To a white woman in Louisville, work was a dire disgrace, and one Sabbath, four of us sat suffering from thirst with a pump across the street when i learned that for me to go for a pitcher of water would be so great a disgrace to the house as to demand my instant expulsion i grew tired doing nothing my husband's business did not prosper and i went to a dressmaker and asked for work she was a new england woman and after some shrewd questions exclaimed my dear child go home to your mother what does your husband mean does he not know you would be insulted at every step if you work for a living go home go home to your mother i was homesick and the kindness of the voice and eyes made me cry i told her i could not leave my husband then let him support you or send you home until he can i have seen too many like you go to destruction here go home i said that i could never go to destruction but she interrupted me you know nothing about it you are a mere baby they all thought as you do go home to your mother but i never can go to destruction no evil can befall me for he that keepeth israel slumbers not nor sleeps she concluded to give me work but said i will send it by a servant don't you come here i never thrust my anti-slavery opinions on any one but every southerner inquired concerning them and i gave true answers there were many boarders in the house and one evening when there were eighteen men in the parlor these questions brought on a warm discussion when one said you had better take care how you talk or we will give you a coat of tar and feathers i agreed to accept such gratuitous suit and a mississippi planter who seemed to realize the situation said gently indeed madam it is not safe for you to talk as you do when reminded of constitutional guarantees for freedom of speech and his enjoyment of it in my native state he replied there is no danger in pennsylvania from freedom of speech but if people were allowed to talk as you do here it would overthrow our institutions there were mobs in the air the mayor closed a sunday school on the ground that in it slaves were taught to read the teacher a new england woman denied the charge and claimed that only free children had been taught while slaves were orally instructed to obey their masters as good presbyterians who hoped to escape the worm that never dies her defence failed but seemed to establish the right of free coloured people to a knowledge of the alphabet but there was no school for them and i thought to establish one jerry wade the galt house barber was a mulatto who had bought himself and his family and acquired considerable real estate in the back of one of his houses lived his son with a wife and little daughter we rented the front and mother sent me furniture this was highly genteel for it gave us the appearance of owning slaves and olivia young wade's wife represented herself as my slave to bring her and her child security as a free negro she labored under many disadvantages so begged me to claim her in this house i started my school and there were no lack of pupils whose parents were able and willing to pay for their tuition but ruffians stood before the house and hooted at the nigger school threatening letters were sent me and wade was notified that his house would be burned or sacked if he permitted its use for such purpose 
in one day my pupils were all withdrawn after this i began to make corsets it was a joy to fit the superb forms of kentucky women and my art love found employment in it but my husband did not succeed and went down the river a man came to see if i could give work to his half-sister for whose support he could not fully provide she was a fitzhugh a first virginia family her father had died leaving a bankrupt estate she had learned dressmaking and had come with him to louisville to find work but she was young and beautiful and he dare not put her into a shop but thought i might protect her so she came to live with me one evening an old and wealthy citizen called about work i was doing for his wife became interested in me as a stranger who had seen little of louisville and tendered the use of his theatre-box and carriage to the young lady and myself i declined with thanks when he had taken leave miss fitzhugh sprang to her feet and with burning cheeks and flashing eyes demanded to know if i knew that that man had insulted us both i did not know but she did and would tell edward who would cowhide him publicly i told her that if edward attempted that he would probably lose his life and we would certainly be dragged into a police court even if we had been insulted it only proved that the old man thought we were like himself that we were told in the psalms that wicked men thought god was like themselves and did approve their sin and he did not have them cowhided after a moment's reflection she sat down exclaiming well you are the strangest woman i ever did see we never again saw the man and i hope the incident helped the honest edward in his loving task of protecting the fiery fitzhugh my husband's trip down the river was a failure and he went back home remembering he had heard me say i could do so much better at corset making if i could buy goods at wholesale he sold his wilkinsburg property and turned the proceeds into dry goods to me this seemed very unwise but i tried to make the best of it and we took a business house on fourth street i cut and fitted dresses and with a tape line could take a measure from which i could make a perfect fit without trying on i soon had more work than i could do and took two new girls but the goods were dead stock my husband was out of employment and tried to assist in my business he was out most of the day and in the evening wanted to retire early i was busy all day and could not go out alone after dark so came to be a prisoner one warm evening i was walking back and forth in front of our house though i knew at a great risk when a man overtook me cleared his throat as if to speak and passed on to the lamp-post which had made one limit of my walk i did not shorten my path and when i came up to the post he again cleared his throat as if to speak and next time stepped out lifted his hat and remarked a very pleasant evening miss i stopped looked at him and said it is a very pleasant evening had you not better walk on and enjoy it he bowed low and answered i beg your pardon madam i was mistaken pardon for what sir it is a very pleasant evening please pass on he did and i walked till i was tired thinking of all the sacrifices i had made to be my husband's housekeeper and keep myself in woman's sphere and here was the outcome i was degrading him from his position of breadwinner if it was my duty to keep his house it must be his to find me a house to keep and this life must end i would go with him to the poorest cabin but he must be the head of the matrimonial firm 
he should not be my business assistant i would not be captain with him for lieutenant how to extricate myself i did not see but extricated i would be we needed a servant a kentucky gentleman full six feet three with broad shoulders and heavy black whiskers came to say i have a woman i can let you have a good cook good washer and ironer fust-rate housekeeper i'll let you have her for two hundred dollars a year but i tell you honest you'll have to hoss whip her yourself about twice a week for that wife of yours would never do anything with her while he talked i looked his suit was of the finest black broadcloth satin vest a pompous display of chain seals studs and rings his beaver on the back of his head his thumbs in the arms of his vest and feet spread like the colossus of rhodes this new use for pennsylvania muscle seemed to strike my husband as infinitely amusing for he burst out laughing and informed the gentleman that he did not follow the profession of whipping women and must decline his offer but i wanted to be back on free soil out of an atmosphere which killed all manhood and furnished women whippers as a substitute for men End of chapter ten